0: Bad, bad girl. They
2: Rubbish! is buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief! We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat
1: the British. Second, Cornwallis. Ten
0: kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild.
2: Like, that sounds exhausting.
1: everybody, happy Wednesday to you, January 4th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Nick Roush not feeling well today, so he is out. But it's not just the two of us like normal when Roush is out. Intern Jacob back in the house, in studio
2: with us. Intern Jacob, how are you doing? (sighs) Feels good to be back. Same old smells, same old places. It's great. It's great. Bad smells.
1: Good. It's a, a good g- bad smell, though. This is uh, my first time being here in 2023, and the collection of trash bags when you enter the studio is a nice touch to the facility. Just full-on trash bags. <laughs> Just got to take them out.
0: It was raining yesterday. Couldn't take them out.
1: But you got to take some of the bad with the good. We've got a light bulb in here. Woo! Woo! (laughs) One out of six. Shining bright in the studios. Right, really, on Intern Jacob. You look somewhat
2: heavenly, uh, the way it's shining down upon you. How you been, buddy? College graduate. College graduate. Yeah, I feel great. Uh, Very unemployed at the moment, but we're working on it. I just, we'll get there. We'll get there. I
1: mean, you can you can take your time. You're, you're all right. It'll you'll 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 be okay. Uh, but that's that's exciting. Congrats on graduating. Uh, I was sure to let you know that I'm also a college graduate. No big deal. Scoots as well. I yeah, believe. I am. Never seen your degree though. So
0: I've never seen my degree. You never got a degree, did you? I did. I just I don't know that I ever looked at it.
1: You didn't get it framed, or? Oh no,
0: no. Seems Absolutely fishy, not.
1: That is a little fishy. Well, I,
0: I mean, you, when you, let's be honest, guys, when you go to a job interview, have you ever been asked, oh, let me see your diploma? No, they just see that on your resume that you are a college grad and they don't even question it.
1: I've had to send transcripts of think, before. Yeah, but maybe not for a job. Um, and this would have been a long time ago, anyways. Because as intern Jacob was quick to point out, I've been sitting on my graduating from college for a while. Uh, his is relatively newer, which is which is true. but yeah, uh, all right, well, we that was like a Christmas present when we all graduated was getting our
0: diplomas for. I, I couldn't even tell you where mine is anymore.
1: And then now the wife and I in our office, we have ours as people and couples will generally do, except U of L has like they make theirs as big they're probably think of like a forty eight inch TV. That's how big <laughs> U of L makes their diplomas. <laughs> Uh, I think they're certainly overcompensating, so hers just like completely overshadows mine. And it kind of ticks me off a little bit, because mine is obviously the much more significant degree. Not everybody can just major in journalism, obviously. (laughs) She's a CPA accountant, so uh, yeah, we'll we'll worry about that. A little bit later on, we got a lot to get to on today's show. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Intern Jacob brought in some Thornton's donuts. Go nuts! Uh, I've eaten about half, maybe three-fourths of the one that I uh, that he has given me. And I'm stuffed because these things are ginormous. Thornton's will have you covered for all your breakfast, lunch, or dinner needs. And you're going to save a fortune when you go to Thornton's. And you'll save even more when you download the Refresher Rewards app. And they're still doing it, by the way, folks. If you become a new Refresher Rewards member, Scoots, breakfast on the house at Thornton's. So they're carrying that into 2023 Uh, But even if you are already a rewards member, you're going to save more money getting your your breakfast at Thornton's than you will some of the other places. So, one, thank you to Intern Jacob for showing up, but more importantly, for bringing the goods.
2: You are very welcome. I think I get two degrees. I think I get two pieces of paper. Did you double major? I did double major. What did you double major in? Sports communication and media arts and studies. Oh, no. Not sure which one's more worthless. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm equally kidding. As That's worthless. awesome.
1: Congrats. Uh, very exciting. So yeah, go ahead and get your get your two degrees. Why the why the heck not? Okay, we got a lot to get to on today's show. Um, basketball game, obviously. Eight o'clock, good time last night. Uh, a lot of football news throughout the day, which unfortunately may kind of get pushed back a little bit, although we do the text line in chronological order, so potentially the Thornton's text line will bring up that football news before we even get to the basketball news. Uh, but I, I I don't see any reason why we wouldn't just uh,
0: dive on straight in. And the texters proved us wrong, by the way.
1: How so? We
0: were, t- we were talking earlier this week how when Kentucky wins, the text line's not all that crazy. But today it's pretty crazy. Well, last night's game
1: had something for everybody. For the UK fans, it was what I considered a pretty darn good 35 minutes, at least default to a good 30 minutes. Uh, So if you're a UK, like a a big time UK fan, there was a lot to be proud of, a lot to be excited about last night. If you're a Calipari hater, there was a little something for you there at the end, which was I'm sure exciting for those folks that just live in the doom and gloom, misery world. But we will talk about it because it was not a great way to close out a basketball game. But UK's first SEC win provided a little something for every fan. I think Rupp Arena. uh, Everybody that was there said the atmosphere was great. I think at times on TV it didn't sound amazing, but you can you never really take that. You got to take it with a grain of salt uh, because you don't know where the microphones are and all that. And everybody was at the game raved about it, so we'll just have to take their
2: their word for it. But initial reactions in turn, Jacob, what'd you think? I think it's the best we played all year, and. I hate to say it, and people are going to probably get mad, but, well, maybe not mad, but I I love the way Sevier played. Sevier played really well, and people have been on and off about our offense this year saying it's not great, but when you go to Kentucky, you are analyzed under a microscope, and I think that we don't get the credit we deserve when it comes to our offense.
1: Interesting. Okay. All right. I like that analysis there. Uh, I I thought for about 30 minutes it was probably the best that Kentucky has played this season. And even as UK was, it was a buffer zone game, kind of anywhere from five to eight points. Kentucky would get it up to 10. Even in that stretch, it's not like LSU was playing poorly. Uh, So I, I, you know, I think some people would be like, if that's the best Kentucky was playing, and they were only able to get up by six, seven, eight points at home against LSU, LSU was playing pretty darn well for their standards. Uh, and they're a solid basketball team. There's a reason why they've only lost now two games. And by the way, their first loss, their only other loss besides the Cats, were another group of Wildcats, Kansas State, who went into Texas last night and dropped, what, like 116 points on the Longhorns? What?
2: Yeah, 116.
1: Yeah, what was it, like 116 to 107? I think. Which, Beard's like still out, right? I'm pretty sure that he is. Yeah, I
2: don't think he's back.
1: 116 to 103. Uh, but, like, that's a defensive identity, and then you're playing in a game with a combined 219 points. Pretty pretty wild. But, uh, so, point being, I think this LSU t- has a lot of teams in the SEC. Pretty good this season. And they played well. LSU finished with 11 threes. That's a pretty – I'm going to get to that a little bit later on in the show. Uh, so, I did think – I agree with you that – well, I don't know if I'll agree and say it was the best, but I definitely think it was I, – I won't – disagree i should put it that way uh 30 minutes uk looked good looked consistent maybe a couple little bad stretches that they would normally do but they were able mostly to get out of it the offense never totally went away defense kind of stayed involved the bench was involved everything was pretty good now the reason i'm saying 30 minutes or 35 minutes of really good basketball out of a possible 40 was because the final five minutes without argument, was horrible. Just absolutely horrible. Now, the reason it could be 30 or 35 is depending on that 5-10 to minute stretch, whether you thought that was good or not. I actually still thought it was fine basketball. Shots just started to miss. And that happens in a game. But then the shots started to miss. Got into the 5-minute part. The game started to get a little bit tighter. And then it wasn't so much UK missing shots. UK just stopped taking them. And went into classic Calipari stall ball which is why I said at the start of this rant the Calipari haters had something uh, to get excited about last night because that was a bad way to finish a basketball game and it nearly cost you a loss which is uh which would have been devastating you could not afford to lose that game boy I would hate to imagine what the radio show today would have been like had Kentucky lost that game So final five minutes were horrible for a variety of reasons, but all things considered, winning better than losing, UK found a way to get its first SEC win, LSU will be a tournament team, you can write that down here on January 4th, Uh, so you beat a tournament team with where this team's at, injured Lance Ware, injured CJ Frederick, which I'm not going to pretend that that's not necessarily, that it is a huge deal, but it's also not nothing And U.K. able to squeak out a win. Now we're going to break it down more. We'll get more into the X's and O's. We'll get more into what happened and why. But I am happy with the win. I do wish that this U.K. team could find a way to complete a game, play a full 40 minutes. They did not do that last night. That final five minutes was really bad. But in turn, Jacob, they held on. And I don't think LSU ever had the lead or tied the game in the second half either. So uh, that's good as well.
2: I feel like one of our biggest problems is trying to halt the run. When people start to hit shots against us, it's kind of like we break down and poop our pants on defense and on offense. Do you think that the, the, the
1: pooing of the pants and the breakdowns are a result of seeing the other team have some success? Yes. And that just gets in UK's head? Or do you think it's just the, the effort and energy is not there and that's why the opposing team is hitting shots? The chicken or the egg situation what? here.
2: I think that when people start to succeed against us, we don't know who to go to. I mean, we know who to go to, but we don't know how to get it to them. Late game situations, I totally agree with you in the
1: sense that it seems like this team still has a little bit of an identity issue where you're not really sure who wants the ball, who should have the ball, and who needs to go into takeover mode. And it goes back to what this team has been doing all season, and you saw it last night, And it was almost like a panic, let's get it to severe. Let's run our offense. I'm using air quotes about running the offense because it's not even the same movements or the same cuts that they do during the bulk of the game. But things just tighten up. And here's the trait of a good basketball team, being able to put teams away. And the reason it's a trait of a good basketball team is because it's hard to do. UK, John Calipari, everybody got sick of hearing about it. But when they do play teams, it is, quote-unquote, everybody's Super Bowl. Um, gets a little bit overblown, but think about this LSU team. they Their their biggest win of the year, I think, up to this point was maybe like, uh, well, Arkansas, Arkansas, obviously. But besides that, Wake Forest. They lost to Kansas State. And a lot of these players are Murray State transfers or transfers for some other schools, some smaller, some bigger. Uh, but a lot of Murray State guys.
0: Three of them, I believe.
1: Yeah, and, and, and good for them. So for those people, you're playing at LSU, where it is big-time college basketball, but you're not the big man on campus. LSU football is always going to steal the show. And then you get a game on ESPN at Rupp Arena. For some of these Murray State guys, somewhat of a homecoming, using air quotes around that as well. You're playing against a Hall of Fame head coach in one of the most historic arenas in all of college basketball. They're going to be up for that game. They ain't going to go lying down. This is a huge opportunity for them. This is something that some of them could potentially remember for the rest of their lives if it had gone their way. Uh, bet your sweet buns that those Evansville players that won at Rupp Arena not too long ago, they'll remember that one for a long time. When Richmond beat that pandemic team at Rupp Arena, they're going to remember that game for a long time. And same applies even for bigger schools. It doesn't have to be the the, the small mid-majors. And that's going to be the case for Kentucky all season, and it's been the case for UK basketball for probably ever, with maybe a few exceptions. So you've you got to be good to put teams away. They're not just going to roll over and let them rub your belly and you put them to sleep with a warm glass of milk and some cookies. You've got to dig in, and you're going to get everybody's best shot for 40 minutes. And Kentucky was ready to answer the call for, again, 30 to 35 minutes yesterday, and they took their foot off the gas, and it nearly cost them a game they could not afford to lose. So, they have to get better in those situations. Now, I hate when people just whine and complain without solutions. And the answer is, it's got to be the case in Wallace Show. Has just, to be. just has to be. And he got that guy on his hip and was able to go and get that layup, which was pretty big. But it, it just needs to be. It needs to be him for a variety of reasons. One. He's UK's best three-point shooter. I thought he'd be a solid outside shooter. I think the number we set on Kentucky roll call, I think a texter on the Thornton's text line before the year started, said like 34%, 35%. And we were like, oh, yeah, if it's above that, that's going to – well, we need it to be above that, but that's going to be great if it is. If it's lower than that, that's going to be a little bit problematic. What's he at, like 47%? 47 and a half. I mean, that's nuts. That's like –
2: it's probably down now because he went like 2-for-7 or 2-for-9 last night. He didn't shoot it very well last night.
1: That's yeah, still pretty nutty <clears> numbers, <throat> though, uh, for Oh, he's shooting at every
2: bit of 44%. All right, he's at
1: 45.6%. Yeah. And you would have to think you'd put those numbers with all the best shooters in the Calipari era, at least from a three-point shooting percentage. He didn't take as many, obviously. I think everybody would probably want him to take a little bit more. But that's why the ball needs to be in his hands in that final possession. In these final possessions, I should say. Uh, I do trust him more at the line than Wheeler, although both of their free-throw shooting percentage numbers need to be better. Uh, and Wheeler's is actually better, better than than Wallace's, which is almost hard uh, to believe. But they're both pretty, pretty similar. He can just do more. He can just create more. He's a better player. And two, I like the idea of if he gets the offense going and he initiates the aggressiveness of like, all right, time to try to break down this defense. I like Wheeler off the ball. He's slippery. He can kind of sneak into some spots. If Wallace gets into a little bit of trouble, kicks it out to Wheeler when Wheeler already has a step or a little bit of a head of steam, then the defense can really break down. But I think it needs to start with Wallace moving forward. I don't think that's par- all of the, re- and, and I don't think it's all the reason why UK struggled so much in crunch time. Uh, I think part of it's a Calipari philosophy issue. Wallace passed an open three in the corner that uh, I think LSU had just cut it to three, had a bunch of momentum. Wallace, if you go and you hit that three, the game's probably over. But he passed up the shot so they could dribble around for another 10, 15 seconds just to kind of panic there in the final few seconds of the shot clock. So, end game situations have to be better. I think it needs to be in Wallace's hands. Wheeler played great yesterday. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. He had that one little bad stretch where he was just throwing goofy pass after goofy pass. Uh, But the bank three, that that can't go ignored. I mean, that was a big play by Wheeler. I don't think we want to see a ton of that, but it went in. UK needed it. It was a big-time play. So, got to work on those late-game situations. Much better to learn from them in wins than the panic and the depressions of the losses. But despite a very frantic and ugly final few minutes turn Jacob, they still found a way to pull it out. Toppin hit those big free throws. A double-clutch three, three from the corner from Toppin, just like we all begged for. Uh, it went in. That ball had as – that was like a, what, probably like a 42-degree angle college boy somewhere in that ballpark. It was a line drive. It was a line drive. It, got, it went in. I did not love that shot whatsoever, but whatever. Uh, UK needed it. And the least we could do is have that Wheeler bank in three after that Goober three on the other end. So, uh, fun moments there in the final stretch. But at the end of the day, Cats do get the win, and that's big time.
2: You can't understate the difference between a 5'9 and a 6'4 guard in college basketball as well. That's a huge difference.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean,. Wallace can just get some shots off that Wheeler couldn't. And it usually starts with just kind of that little floater into the paint. Um, Now, Wheeler can do some nice things. Wheeler played really well yesterday. Uh, I still even, like, you know, with some of those mistakes he made, I saw people just kind of reverting back to Wheeler stinks or he's going to cost this team. I don't know if UK's in the position they're in without Wheeler having the game he had up to that point. Finishes with 11 points, 9 assists, just 2 turnovers. Uh, that, that'll that get it done. That That's a recipe for success for Kentucky. But shout-out to Jacob Toppin for a huge second half. Uh, I thought that was really a, a, a growth game for him. He needs to just remember this Louisville game and remember this LSU game and just remember that he's a really, really darn good <laughs> basketball player because that first half, intern Jacob, I thought he started all right, and then he started to revert a little bit and kind of go missing. And he was passing up a few shots that I didn't want him to pass up on. Second half, totally different story. He went back into dominate mode.
2: That's what U.K. needs so badly. I just don't understand why he passes up on these shots, especially the wide-open threes. I mean, there has been multiple times to where he oh. has just passed up a wide-open shot.
1: Yeah, that's been a talking point on KRC for me that like I have this theory that U.K. just can only be such a good team if you have people passing open, op, up wide-open threes. Now, I will say this, though. At least when he's passing open that shot, he's actively trying to get a shot here at the elbow or in the in the paint. So, back before, probably three weeks ago, and you could even go back further than that, he'd pass up those shots and then just hang around the perimeter and just blah, blah, blah. You wouldn't get anything from him. At least now, when he's passing open that shot, he's staying active. He's moving. He keeps cutting. Or he'll do a pump fake, put it on the ground, and try to get to a position where he's more comfortable shooting. If he can do that, it can outweigh just the passing, the open shots. But I do default to what you're saying, and I still want him to shoot those open shots. If you're if, On this team, you just can't afford to not shoot open shots. Uh, and it can make the team so much dangerous if you have people shooting and making those open shots. And it doesn't hurt, too, when you have the best rebounder in the history of college basketball to clean up some potential misses uh, on the offensive glass, which he had seven offensive rebounds, Oscar did yesterday. And we still take this dude for granted uh, just an absolute freak. He played all 40 minutes yesterday. 19 points, 16 rebounds, one big block in, uh, in, a, in an important time of the game.
0: Believe that's three straight he's played 40 minutes.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised by it. Calipari said pre-game scoots that the rotation's shorter now. Like bench <laughs> players are going to have a tougher time. <laughs> Clearly, and the Louisville game was evidence of that. And then last yeah. night certainly was confirmation. But he did say before the game that's what he was going to be doing. What do you think about it?
0: So I was actually telling intern Jacob, he pulled up beside me when I got here today, and I was like, whoa. Cat cool. city
1: out there, yeah. by the way.
0: But So I looked at him, and I was like, really glad you're here because Roush is out, and I went to bed at halftime not knowing Roush was out. So I actually pulled up the box score this morning, and I was like, wait, seven guys saw the floor? And then I started thinking about all the people that didn't see the floor. Ugunna didn't play, the arrow didn't play, Ware didn't get a single minute. Where was her? Last night. Okay. Yeah. That that would make sense then. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah, it wasn't going through warm-ups day to day, they say, which in UK world could be sixteen years. <laughs> uh, could be tomorrow. You just really never know with with their injury.
2: Points. Is it so silly to say to swap out Reeves minutes for A do? <clears throat> It's super silly to say
1: that. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I no, I'm kidding. I just wanted to say that it was, <laughs> that, that it was silly. I, boy, oh boy. Uh, you know, when we look back at why the season hasn't gone the way that we expected, final four, you know, top five, top 10 team, I, I'm not trying to blame it on one player. I'm certainly not trying to blame it on one player, but, and I'm not blaming it really on Reeves at all, but. Cal, that was your, like, go grab a player, dude. That was your go, like, hey, we're going to need a shooter. We're going to need a scorer. We got the whole transfer portal, and that's the guy you circled in on? Because he's just he, he's having – he, you're having a tough time playing him. And I still think just his ability to be able to spread the floor is going to be important to UK at some point. But he's not as good as a defender as these other guys that are playing. He doesn't seem as tough, whether physically or mentally, as some of the guys that he's playing and enter the arrow, Uh, you you may have something there because he at least is going to fight, and he's going to try hard. Is he as polished as Reeves? Probably not, but I don't think that's the wildest thing in the world. I want Reeves to figure it out so badly, but it just every time you see him on the floor, he looks so far away.
0: It's got to be a confidence thing with Reeves. I I mean, it's a confidence
1: thing, and I think it's probably some behind-the-scenes, him not buying in. Like, probably him being a little pouty. I was the big man at Illinois State. I was told I was going to get these shots. I was going to get that shot. And now I'm not even getting playing time for people that can't shoot. And I bet he probably didn't react the way that UK wanted him to react. So I bet Reeves is in the doghouse a little bit.
2: I would think he almost would have to be. I mean, we've seen Adu can knock down an open shot. Like, that's not the issue. And Reeves hasn't knocked down (laughs) shots the last four or five games. Yeah. I don't know. And he had that just, I mean,
1: idiotic screen. Yeah, like, I don't
0: know. But when
1: we look back at the season <laughs> expectations, and I don't think this season, unfortunately, we probably in for a national championship with the UK, although you got to play the games and you get to March and you never really know what happens. Keep growing, keep building, keep getting better. But when we look back at this season, I do think, not blaming it on Reeves, I blame it much more on Calipari, that like, dude, you had the whole transfer portal. You probably could have gotten just about any wing scorer you wanted. And a lot of people kind of scratched their heads at the Reeves edition. And all the transfer rankings had him pretty poorly ranked. But we were like, all right, you all also didn't have Oscar at the right spot last year. So you guys are kind of goobers. Seems like some of the goober experts were maybe more right about Reeves than than we wanted them to be. But still some season left. I still think he'll be an important piece to the puzzle for UK. I do think he's probably a little bit in the doghouse right now. Uh, And I still think UK is going to need some more outside shooting when CJ comes back or whether it's Reeves. But Kaysen certainly needs to keep firing it up. But with the rotation, getting back to it, I think it's a little early to be playing Oscar, Wallace, and Wheeler 40 minutes a game. You've got at least two more months of basketball to be played and hopefully three months. It's too early. That's too. Early. You're asking, I think, a little too much of your guys right now to do that. And they're gonna get today off. You know, they'll have light stuff Thursday, Friday, and then what are you gonna ask them to do? Hey, uh, go run with Nate Oats' offense that gets up and down the floor more than any team in the country. That's gonna. They're gonna be tired on Saturday. Like they will just. They will be a little bit tired, and it won't be the game to be tired because that's one where you need fresh legs and you need to get up and down the floor. I'm not asking I'm not acting like they're going to be dead. They're college they're 18 to 23 year old kids. They should be able to manage. But when it gets to the final 5 minutes, 10 minutes and Wallace, Wheeler and Sheway have not been out of the game. You could get some tired legs in those situations, and it could cost UK late in those games. But uh, I think it's a little early for Cal to be doing this. You do have a theater on the bench that you can at least know, hey, if i got to play him five to ten minutes in this game, not consecutively, obviously, but plug and play two minutes here, three minutes there, you can do that with him. You can do it more with Reeves. I thought Collins provided some valuable minutes when he was in the game. Uh, he doesn't have a ton of a, a great stat line really to show for it. But it also, when Cal brought in Collins and Reeves, You saw LSU, I won't say panic, but you saw them get a little discombobulated with their matchups. Like, oh, wait, I'm on this guy. No, I'm on that guy. All right, now they're switching, and they kind of forgot how some of those guys plays, Collins and Reeves, and I think some other people end up having to guard some of the other guys that they weren't familiar with, and UK looked all right in those situations. So I do think it's a little early to be shortening up the rotation, but not having a CJ or Lance Ware probably also plays into that ever so slightly. But Cal says, like, When Cal says the rotation's cut and it's shortened, then it's usually cut and it's shortened. So we best get used to it. We'll see how it goes. Fingers crossed no injuries.
2: Fingers crossed this team can hold up. The only thing I'm worried about against Bama is Brandon Miller. And I know Toppin will guard him, and I'm not worried about that. But I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of screens and a lot of switches. Mm -hmm. And... I guarantee you Oscar will get put on Brandon Miller at some point in the game. And Oscar's not the – I mean, he's a good perimeter defender, but Man, he's, he's a little – he's heavy on his feet when he gets out there. And Brandon Miller is a bucket. So that's that's what I'm worried about. Also, our transition defense hasn't been great this year. As we saw in Missouri, we got thrown over our heads many times and I feel like Bama's going to do that to us as well.
0: Is that game at Alabama? It's yes. at
2: Alabama. It's going to be a tough one to win, yeah. but it's one not going to hurt you if you do
1: lose. Just don't go down there and get embarrassed and lose your soul and lose your momentum and stuff like that. A loss doesn't hurt you, really. You're playing with house money. To some degree, a win would be so colossal. Yeah, UK, and I don't think Brandon Miller really fits this fold, but with, uh, with Williams last night, K.J. Williams, you saw – and you saw it with uh, Kobe from Missouri, UK is going to – they just have a tough time guarding versatile bigs that can extend. And the issue for Alabama, Brandon Miller doesn't fall in that category because he's 200 pounds. Um, All of Alabama, though, will play outside in. All of them can spread the floor, stretch the floor, and shoot – UK has just a tough time with their bigs being out on the perimeter, even if it's Toppin. And especially if it's Toppin, where the big can put a shoulder into him. Uh, Toppin's not blocking shots at the clip. He should be blocking shots. And I'm not trying to be tough on him. He was really, really good yesterday. But we've seen the recipe where UK really just doesn't have an answer, and that is physical bigs that can stretch the floor. I don't know off the top of my head if if Alabama has anybody that fits that mold, but they have all their bigs can stretch the floor, so and put can put it on the floor. They may just not be able to overpower you and get right into you, but that's an issue for Kentucky. And I don't know if the solution is I don't know what the solution is because I you know I don't think Toppin's just going to snap his fingers and be able to guard six foot nine, two hundred and thirty five pound guys just like that. And then as intern Jacob mentioned. Oscar has a tough time just from a lateral quickness standpoint out there, which is understandable. He's not built that way. He, he's built as a monster rebounder. So that's going to be problematic. That's going to be something to look forward to, as the or not look forward to, but to look at as the season goes on. Does a team have a physical big that can stretch the floor? If so, UK, you're going to have your hands full with that dude. We're going to hit a break. We've gone long. We need to get into the Thornton's text line as well. I want to keep talking about last night's game. We have got to talk about the Doug Schall's call. God. Call?
2: Br- calls. Calls.
1: <laughs> with a Z. Keep the text flowing in 502 414 1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call and Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, and Intern Jacob. Why don't you come with me?
2: Look inside, girl. Let the sound take you.
1: Kentucky Roll Call. here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Turn Jacob on your wacky Wednesday Hump Day edition of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 on the AM side of things. And you get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And then we'd love to hear from you on the Thornton Stex Line, 502 414 1450. How about that U of game last night? Justin Kalen, not Nick Rush. Jeez. Oh, sorry.
0: Yeah, I thought he said Nick Roush. I was gonna correct him, but I was like, maybe I heard that wrong. Well,
1: I was reading a group message text at that moment that said uh, that I buddy was like, "Oh, intern Jacobson today," and I said, "Yeah, Roush <laughs> is out." Uh, so I think I was just reading that as I was talking there. Justin Kalen is here. That's He's right. Very reliable. Uh, Nick Roush doesn't feel well though, but we hope that he feels better someday.
0: But yeah, Louisville end. What a what a comically bad inning to a game. Louisville had that game won several times in the second half, and they're just so incompetent. It's so funny. I feel I feel like I'm watching second graders play basketball every time I watch them.
1: Yeah, they actually played all right yesterday. They did. yeah, played well enough to win. kind of just kind of kind of blew it. if they're being honest, they had that game won, and then a really frantic final possession which oh, I hate I, you know hate doing this but like L is just so poorly coached not like Kenny Payne I did not think it was going to be this bad but what was it there was like 17 seconds left you had U- Gerard
0: miss the field f- uh, free throw
1: UofL is looking I think at that point down one mm-hmm. and whatever happened they didn't score Syracuse gets the rebound and inexplicably, every U of L player just runs back on defense like there was 30 minutes left in the basketball game. Like, just a whole um. And then I don't know if it was L, Ellis, or who it was, but somebody realized, like, oh, crap, no, they're just going to run the clock out. We need to go foul them. And then not only do they foul them, they foul their best free throw shooter, who's like 88%. So he made the first one. He missed the second one. He did, yeah. And then U of L comes down. Doesn't do anything. They just lose the ball. Lose the ball, as they so often do. So then there's like seven seconds left. Syracuse inbounds the ball. UofL having a tough time fouling, but they're trying to force kind of a turnover. Syracuse passing the ball around. Syracuse coughs it up. Here, U of O. They grab the ball. Five seconds left around half court. They've got numbers. They can, LL has a guy wide open to his right, has a guy wide open to his left. Instead, dribbles into traffic, dribbles into potentially some contact, and then just the ball once again. Goes out of bounds. Game over.
0: (laughs) There there were like five players laying on the floor when that buzzer went off. Oh, it was a wild,
1: (laughs) frantic finish. But I saw Uval fans complaining that they missed a slap on L, and that's why the ball got knocked out it could have the angles that they were talking about certainly did not prove that could have very easily just been poked away and been nothing but ball based on all the videos and pictures that they were all tweeting out about Uh, not that college basketball officials don't stink they do I'm just not so sure that one was incredibly egregious but without even question whether it was foul or not foul Ellis could have just passed it to his right and I don't know who it was on the wing but it would have been either a wide open shot from wherever he really wanted to take it as far as 22 feet. Probably could have brought it in as close. Maybe even could have gotten the layup. You know, you, you don't really know. He would have had momentum, and nobody there to stop him. Most likely probably would have gotten fouled if he had tried to take it to the rim. Uh, regardless, Uval loses another one-point game. Heartbreak City.
0: I I needed it too because it looked like at one point they were going to win that game. So I checked in on my friends over at Eastern Michigan. They were playing Bowling Green last night. Eastern Michigan at home, prime time to win a game. They got smacked by twenty. I
1: did I did <laughs> notice that last night. So before. I needed a what's loss. The w- what's the
0: win count? There? Uh, we're at three to two. Still. Three to two. Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting <laughs> wow. beat down, if you're getting
1: deep beat down by Bowling Green by so badly, it's, I just don't think ugh. the Mac's going to be kind to you.
0: Man, yeah, you're not as kind
1: as you thought it was going to be, at
0: least it's going to be a little sketchy.
1: I mean, it's not. Imani's not the problem. He's he's balling out there. And if you're wondering what we're talking about, our producers at Big Exports Radio, Justin Caled and Trevor Kelsey, have a five hundred dollar bet between more total wins, the University of Louisville or Eastern Michigan. <laughs> and as we are in the new year. 2023, the count is three to two,
0: as Scooch said. Uh, Probably the best bet ever
2: made. I can't believe it's only three to two.
1: <laughs> so embarrassing. There is some good news. Uh, or, there is some good news. Uh, there's some good news. If you consider this good news, I certainly don't. Uh, college basketball officiating is still comically bad. I take that as bad news, actually. But sometimes there's some humor aspects to it. And the Doug Schaus call yesterday was i tweeted it out there holy smokes and you hate to say it like early in the first half you know things obviously changed and with the way uk played the final minutes who knows but that was a chance to go up by 10 points in the first half get keep the crowd involved keep everybody involved keep everybody hungry and pumped up maybe just maybe kentucky could have buried lsu if things go the right way Instead, it gets waved off. At that point, what, it's a six-point game? LSU comes down. They call a semi-questionable foul call on Kentucky. LSU hits the free throws, and what could have been a 10-point game, maybe an and-one to make an 11-point game, is a four-point game. That's just how quickly things can change with college basketball officiating. And they called the foul on an Oscar... And one, I believe. Or no, it was a uh, Oscar. He was shooting two. He made the first one. He missed the second one. Cason Wallace comes across the paint on a play that is pretty basic for basketball on free throws. About uh, as easy. Oh, that's the play we're talking about. There's okay. only so much you can do on like plays for rebounding on free throws. But this is one of them. Works to perfection. Ball comes off perfectly off the rim. Cason just there by himself to get it. Scores a layup. Gets hit, gets slapped, gets pushed. Offensive
0: foul on Wallace. Not to mention before that, he was being grabbed as he was trying to come yeah. across the lane. His Absolutely. jersey was pulled.
1: Absolutely. And Doug just goes crazy to call it. He's super passionate and animated about it because college officials, God forbid, you just make calls like normal people. And I, I like jaw dropped. Just like wait, it, it, are is this like evidence of fixing games right here? Because that's more than just a bad call. He had the perfect vantage point. The way they had that stupid camera angle at that one moment showed you exactly what Doug Schaus was seeing, and he still made that call. I tweeted out the video. I had some people say, he must have accidentally... the, The call must have been on... on... Collins. Must have been on Damian Collins. And if you go back and watch the video... Collins is on the opposite side of Wallace and the play is for Collins to come up, take as much room and space and as many bodies as he can and that allows Wheeler or Wallace, excuse me, too many Ws, Wallace to come wrap around the other side and get wide open the way that he did on that free throw. First off, if he did call it on Collins, it was not recorded as a foul on Collins. I mean, that's factually true. They called a it was recorded a foul on Wallace on that play. Secondly, even if you called it on Collins, you're really just penalizing Damian Collins for having arms. <laughs> his arms do kind of get, like, you know, it, 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 another player that's rebounding, Collins' arms, does make contact with him. As a guy is boxing him out and has his arm wrapped around Collins'. So it definitely wasn't an indisputable foul on Collins where it's just like, oh, he clearly messed up. He meant to call it on Collins, accidentally called it on Wallace. It'd be a bad call if you called it on Collins, even in its own right. A little less egregious, but it would have been a bad call had you called it on Collins, let alone what he ended up doing. And it does just go to show, even in the first half, how terrible calls like that can have an impact on the game. You go from potentially being up 11 to you literally blink, and it's a four or five point game, whatever it was.
0: If if you watch his arm when he's making the call, he throws it up as Wallace makes the basket. So that is him signaling that the foul call happened there. That that play with Collins and all that was going on inside the paint, that was already over at that point by the time he called.
1: His arms were really strange in the whole thing. You're right. It is almost like it's almost like he's starting a count, like yeah. a like five, you know, five second inbounds count or a 10-second uh half court, back court violation count, and then instantly is like, no, 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 wait a minute, I shouldn't do that, and then he waves it off and he goes crazy. Just horrible. Spe- Absolutely horrible. It gets so annoying.
0: Speaking of counting, did you all see the referee that was counting? It might have been Shouse. Uh, there was He was counting with his hands on free throw attempts as opposed to just extending the arm like a normal ref
1: he was like he was like doing this no
0: he was doing like the one two oh no i I, I did not see that (laughs) it was funny
1: yeah 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 besides that i really thought it was like an okay called game about what you'd expect in college basketball uh but that one was just too bad to ignore and of course will he have to answer for that will we ever get any explanation about what happened what he saw no we, we, we will not.
0: I also can't remember the situation, but he did have one early in the game as well that he called against Oscar that I thought was just bogus. Do you remember? No, I don't remember anything else about it. I just remember sitting on my couch like, what? That is not a foul. Well,
2: it should have been an A and one, too, which would have just been huge. Oscar just doesn't get any calls. True. Like, for as
1: physical as teams are with him... He could he could foul a team out. He just doesn't get those calls, and it's just it's so weird to me that Drew Timmy does get like he gets all the calls. Oscar never gets. And you know there was a play where Oscar was going down, and he was like, "They slapped my hand. They slapped my wrist. They did. They did, and they didn't call it. Uh, but they do. They they could call physical contact against Oscar almost every possession." Um, but it is what it is. He, he's probably used to it. He still puts up big numbers and finds ways to dominate. Uh, nice win for Kentucky. All right, I want to switch gears here to end hour one, and then we'll spend the majority of the time in hour number two doing the Thornton's text. Actually, maybe we'll do the Thornton's text line now because it may bring up some of the things I want to end the hour with. Maybe switch gears a little bit, get to some of the, the football stuff. Uh, Got to scroll way up here on the Thornton's text line. So give me a brief memento. Okay, and we're here. All right, a texter on the Thornton text line. Speaking of the office, who needs Florida Stanley when we can have Bahamas topping? Oh, you saw a little bit of Bahamas topping yesterday for sure. For sure. sure. It took him a little while to get it going, but he was laid back. He was cool. Couldn't you picture him just in a convertible with a cigar in his mouth, and turn Jacob? Oh, yeah. Just like Florida I mean. Stanley. Texter says, this team has shot much better at Rupp than away from it. Hope that plays out tonight. Yeah, you could probably find stats on all that stuff, and I'm guessing this texture probably did or at least has an idea about it. Uh, I did, I, I have, I do not. Just traditionally, Cal teams seem to not always shoot the ball too well at Rupp. Looking at the box score with something like that for last night, you did have LSU hit. See, I think this should be another little like nudge, nudge, wink, wink to Calipari. Oscar Shibway had nearly as many rebounds as LSU did as a team. Kentucky out-rebounded LSU rather significantly. Kentucky had more assists. Kentucky had fewer turnovers. LSU had nine. Kentucky six, pretty low for both teams, all things considered. Kentucky shot more free throws. Actually, an all right night from the line for UK. 11-14, granted where where this team's been, we'll take that each and every night. Because the alternative is a lot worse. Uh, for the love of Pete Wheeler, please stop choking at the free throw line late in games. But LSU hit 11 threes. Kentucky hit seven, which is pretty good for U.K. standards. But LSU hit 11. That's why it was a close game. That's Kentucky played better, really, in every area. And Kentucky struggled down the stretch, and that's another reason why it was a close game. But 11 threes. That's going to do it. That's going to make it a little bit closer. I would I would hope Calipari would see that and be like, oh, you know, you know, shooting threes can be the great equalizer in college sports. Let's keep doing it. But last night was an all right shooting night outside for UK, so I'm not going to complain too much about that. Texter says, if you're upset with Purdue's players opting out, you should also be upset with their coaches for doing the same. That's true. Was Roush upset at Purdue's players for opting out?
0: I don't remember that. I mean... I'm just Probably. wondering
1: where this text came from.
0: I, I, he had to have been. He had to have said something at some point. Oh, I don't lose by 31st. <coughs> they, they even lost by 50-plus, right? is not it like 63-7? to seven?
2: Yes. Yeah, it was it a was rough scene there.
0: It doesn't matter if those players play or not. That game's not going to be close.
1: I did not see that that was what the score was. It was a lot to a little. Yikes. A texture says, actually, TJ, Frankenstein was the doctor. So Skip Bayless is the monster of our creation, not Frankenstein. Yeah, you're totally right. I've read Frankenstein. I should have, I, and I meant to say, but I should have said, Frankenstein's monster. So you're right. Skip Bayless is Frankenstein's monster. Would that make us Frankenstein since we kind of created Skip? I still thought Skip got unnecessarily raked through the coals yesterday. His tweet was relatively harmless besides maybe just wait an hour to tweet it out mm-hmm. instead of when he did.
0: I mean, when I was producing the John Spears show yesterday, he basically said word for word what Skip Bayless said on Twitter. Granted, Spears doesn't really have the following that Bayless does, but, I mean, nobody said anything. Nobody had a problem with Spears questioning what was going to happen to this game because it, 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 the perfect amount of time had elapsed. Like it, He wasn't saying it as this guy was still laying on the field the the mob
1: mentality on social media just to like pile in on somebody when it's just something that like people may not love or may disagree with is always over the top and usually always more embarrassing than what the initial incident was and we, we had the perfect example of that was Skip Bayless and I don't want to defend Skip Bayless. I don't like Skip Bayless. I can't remember the last time I heard that dude ever I, I don't, what is he he's on Fox now? Yeah, I mean I've never watched him on Fox. Probably didn't watch him back on ESPN and since I was back in college, maybe even high school. So still, though, just the the, the call to action from the social media mob is always embarrassing. Him and
0: uh, Shannon Sharp, I guess, are having a little beef.
1: Yeah, didn't Shannon not show up? Yeah. yeah. I mean, all drama and entertainment. If Shannon was really that mad about it, he'd show up and say, hey, this is why I'm ticked off about it. Let's have an adult conversation here. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's actually like a, a good epitome of where we're at As a society where it's like something is kind of complex and complicated. A lot of gray area. Let's talk it out. Let me hear your side. I'll tell you my side. We may not agree with each other, but we're going to hear each other out. Instead, I'm just not showing up to work. I'm mad. Definitely doesn't have anything to do with ratings or me getting attention for doing this. Clown. Texter says, fun fact of the day, Stetson Bennett and Josh Allen are the same age. They say, never mind, Josh Allen's 26, but Setson Bennett's 25, and he's old. Been playing college football for a long, long time. Saw some people intern Jacob making fun of Setson Bennett for being so old and playing college football. Like he shouldn't be doing it. Like you shouldn't be proud that you're I, this old still playing
2: college football. I wouldn't say that, but it is kind of funny. How, I saw this tweet, and it was like, Setson Bennett's throwing to five-star 18- and 19-year-olds, and he acts like he's the second coming of Christ which was, pretty, I think that's which what was I, pretty funny. I
1: think that's what I saw, too. Like, well, what do you want him to do? Like, yeah, I mean, i, I do you know, the same thing. You know, he's getting paid to play a game and is beloved by hundreds of thousands, billions of Georgia fans. I mean, I the dude definitely wouldn't have
2: got drafted in the last four or five years. No, so, but he's found a little... Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I'm siding with him. Like, I'd do the same thing if I was in his position. Like, why not go win a national championship again?
1: all right the next text is where i want to get to in hour number two so we're going to save it for that we're going to switch gears a little bit at least briefly to the football side of things because yesterday was pretty newsworthy so do not go anywhere we've got a whole another hour of kentucky roll call and big x sports radio coming up next tj walker justin Kalen, no nick roush intern jacob we'll be back for hour number two
2: Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family!
1: Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Nothing is over until we decide it is!
2: With Walker and Rosh. We're just getting started, bro.
1: Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Justin and intern Jacob in the house for your Wednesday. Fun first hour, recapping the Cats win over LSU. And now UK turns its attention to Tuscaloosa and Alabama and a top 10 team on Saturday, which will be a real tough one for UK. All right. Uh... Gonna keep getting into the Thornton's text line here. Keep the text coming in 5024141415. and we'll try to really get to through as many of them as we can on today's show. Always fun having intern Jacob back. Do you miss college yet? Yes. <laughs> do you still have your place in Lexington? No, I cleaned it out on the first. But do you are you still paying rent there? No. No. Okay, it's all gone. So you got nowhere to go. Nowhere to go
0: when you still back? got the sack pack.
1: You do have the sack back. Is oh, yeah. he still up there? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, you have you have you hung out with him since you all were just completely hammered at the UK U football <laughs> game?
2: No, not so what? Fun. Did you have a falling Did, out? I don't know. He didn't text me back. I texted him after the. Uh... The Louisville basketball game.
1: Wow.
2: Sack I te- Pack. I, Little- I texted him that and he, I didn't get a response. Unbelievable. <laughs>
1: and it was a celebratory <laughs> text. It yeah. wasn't like a let's hang out or anything deep or anything. Not even a like. Not even a heart. Yeah, nothing. Not just even, a, yeah, sack. Just a delivered. That's. Mm, that's just tough. said
0: delivered. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so heartbreaking. Yeah, it's all right, buddy. Hang in there. Sack, be nice to our buddy intern Jacob. Uh, well, yeah keep the text rolling in
0: Scoots you going to salceritas today uh probably not uh, solely because I don't have to work I thought I would I was gonna have to work today but shout out to my man Evan he's gonna place the Pepsi order for me that was really the only reason I had to go in so shout out Evan Shout out Evan. Do we know Evan You don't know Evan okay but you should he's a cool guy
1: What's up Evan. I <laughs> will uh, go to Salserita's today then. Uh, I don't mind getting me a nice juicy burrito, a quesadilla where you take a bite in and then like the cheese kind of wraps around like the bottom of your lip or your chin. I get it in my beard from time to time. It's that good. Wildly addictive chips that you can break apart with your tongue. So soft, so delicate, but so perfectly seasoned and delicious. Hot spicy salsa, creamy, warm queso. They've got it all at Salsarita's two locations in Louisville Middletown it has a drive through which is super convenient you order at the window they make it fresh right when you say and then by the time you roll around it is ready to go and then they have their location in St. Matthew's which is renovating their patio it's coming along looking good and it's gonna be really really nice when it's all finished and completed Salsarita's fresh mexican grill check them out today make sure you're downloading the salsaritas app to save you time save you money and you can order catering and anything else you want on that app
0: we've also got a really good uh salsaritas text coming up on the text line
1: oh something to look forward to Yeah, little radio tease there all right big fan of that okay let's uh get back to the thornton's text line just because this is where i want to take the show moving forward This texter says, when media members say someone close to the program tells him that Rodgers' thing is 100% due to nil, it comes off like coaches are trying to absolve themselves of any blame. And this texter, I changed it to media members because there were, I counted at least three or four that said it. So it wasn't just one. That being said, all of it is coming from the coaches. All the people that were talking about Justin Rodgers and nil, They were getting it from the coaches, so it's better just to kind of lump them all together. If you missed the news yesterday, uh, one of the biggest recruits in UK football history as of a few years ago, Justin Rogers, officially entered the transfer portal. After the season, we had heard that he may go to the draft, and the rumor was he's probably going to take the step to go to the next level, and that's... That's what that's what we kind of were left with. Then he was tweeting out some stuff that we liked. Towards the end of the year, we thought maybe Kentucky had gotten into his ear, change of heart, and there was some stuff worth getting excited about there. Then, of course, well... He transfers. The news broke yesterday that he's going to enter the transfer portal. There is always a chance that you could remove yourself from the transfer portal, but he's had all the big boys reach out to him. It doesn't seem likely that he will be ever playing another game at UK. First reaction just to that news, intern Jacob. What did you make when you saw it yesterday?
2: I don't know. I just feel like all this transfer portal fiasco is just so hard to comprehend sometimes. If that makes sense. And in which way? Just in the fact that I don't know if people are leaving for money or leaving because they don't like to play where they're at. This instance, everybody's letting you know it's about the money. That's coming
1: from UK staff. UK wants all its fans to know this is nil-related. That's why Justin Rogers is leaving. What I hate is, and I think this texter's alluding to this in a certain way, I hate how quick and fast the staff at UK Football is willing to almost make this back on the fans. You saw a post from Justin Rowland, who's well-connected with the football program. Uh, I didn't hear him talk about it, but I know a texter had brought it up that Matt Jones was discussing how this is nil-related. All of it comes back, whether intentional or unintentional, that, hey, fans, if you all just had more money to give to the football program, we wouldn't be losing these guys. And that is absolutely ludicrous and embarrassing. It is. How much are UK football fans expected to give? Season tickets. You have to pay the stupid K-Fund donation. Now we need to sign up for nil. Got to also, when these people... Sign up with a business or they get their jerseys. You got to show up. You got to buy that stuff. So more money gets back into their pockets. UK football. For as much as they are saying. This is another thing that bothers me a little bit. When they come back and they tell their media members that, hey, this is nil related. We're having trouble with nil. If we don't get this stuff figured out in nil. We're going to be in trouble. How much? How much? What do you Tell us the number. Tell us what we need to do. Tell us how much you need. We need 100,000 fans in this Nil collective donating $25 a month, and that, that could get us where we need to be. But no, all, it's just these like veil statements of like anything that goes wrong within the football program, yeah, the Nil situation's really bad. JMI is really messing this up. Which is not to say I don't doubt there's some truth in all of that. But I agree with the texture. It I don't think I, I, it's the kind of the coaching staff that has cried nil one too many times now. If Justin Rogers left, how can you get Devin Leary into the program and keep all your star receivers, but there's just not enough of a piece of the pie left to go to Justin Rogers? Couldn't that come back to just money management? Could you take some money away from somebody else and go give it to Rodgers to keep him safe? It's a huge loss. I, 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 we instantly dove into the nil aspect and the reaction to him leaving, but him actually going stinks. I mean, it changes the outlook for the defense at the moment. They're going to replace him, and you're probably not going to replace him with somebody that's as good, but you're gonna, you'll get a body in there, and I think UK's defensive line should still be a strength and still probably in the top half of the SEC, if not a little better than that, and that's good. And you're going to keep Walker, and I I do wonder how much of this was Justin Rogers probably knew how much Walker, Deion Walker was making, and probably just said, what? Oh, that's crazy. But could you not move some money around? And we've been told a lot that, like, you know, the reason UK is able to get Leary, keep Brown, keep Key, keep Walker, it's not the average fans, it's the big donors that are doing
2: it. The big donors couldn't pocket over just a little bit more for Justin Rogers. Did we not just put in like five million dollars worth of big boards? Could we not have like given some of that to Justin Rogers? <laughs> well, and that's a whole that's a whole nother thing.
1: This is this is never how Nil was supposed to operate, but how we all figured it was going to operate when there were no rules, regulations, details on how it was going to work the initial rainbow sunshine and butterfly version of nil was these college players can't even make money off their own autographs that's ridiculous i look in the stands and i see a million will levis jerseys and he doesn't get any profit from that we need to change that and that's why it was called name image and likeness it wasn't called which fan base can pony up the most cash so naturally, it went from, yes, people should be able to profit off their celebrity. It ha- any other people in the world can do it. Why can't these college athletes? And it made sense to a lot of us. I think we knew that college athletics was going to change. But I think a lot of people said, yeah, all right, whatever. If That can make sense. But without any regulation on it, we could see this was where it was going to go. Okay. I mean, or, sorry, let me just finish real quick, Scoots. Real fast. Businesses were going to say, hey, car dealerships, calm down, UK Pez. Uh, We want to give you (laughs) money. We want to give you. We'll give you that. We'll give you that. And people started to think, what's to stop a quote-unquote business? And the business is just to pay athletes. That's our business. We pay athletes. You give us the money. We pay the athletes. And I think people at the NCAA were like, no, you can't do that. Of course you can't do that. And then you got the magic word collective, and the NCAA had to determine what's the difference between Salsarita's wanting to give some chips and queso to a certain athlete, and then the what's it called BBN fifteen, I think, the the UK thing, yeah, something fifteen. Why can't that be a business? It's 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 got a, it's a corporation, and its business is collecting money and giving it to the athletes, and that's where we're at. One, once the collectives became allowed, which were probably going to happen one way or another, then the floodgates are open, and this is just, we need as much money from our fan base, forget about businesses, we need as much money from just the average fan as possible, because this is all going in the same pool.
0: Well, And that's, that's pretty much what I was going to say, is that when Neil first came out, We never even thought that it could be fans paying into a collective, air quote, collective. It was all businesses. Businesses have to reach out to these athletes. Whether it's the athletes reaching out to the businesses or the businesses reaching out to them, that's what it's going to be. We never thought in a million years that it was going to be just fans coming together and putting money in a pot. Okay, distribute that out. And that's where we're at. That's exactly where we're at. And that sucks. It sucks because,
1: like, the average fan is probably just like, oh, my gosh. what?" Like, I want U.K. football to be so good, but I I just can't keep giving my hard-earned money to college athletics. Do I stop buying season tickets and start giving more money to nil? Do I not give money to nil but buy season tickets and then go watch an inferior product? It's tough for the average fan. And – Is there any leadership anywhere along the line at UK Athletics that is helping us figure this out, that is talking to the fans, that is saying, listen, this is new territory for all of us. We still need you all in Kroger Field. But in this new day and age, we also need a healthy nil program so we can compete with the best of the best. We're going to do everything we can to make sure ticket prices are going to stay down, the fans that go to the games, we're going to make you happy, and we're going to make sure you have all the amenities you need A.K. sell booze, you bozos. <laughs> and still, if you can give anything to our BBN 15 collective, we would be greatly appreciative. The people that do, we're going to do meet and greets. The athletes are going to be giving back to you all. We'll be doing We promise that stuff. They say they're going to do all that stuff. Stop. You'll get some stuff here and there, but it won't be regular and it won't be consistent nearly as enough. A little leadership could go a long way at a time like this, and we don't have it. And I do think it'd be best for the staff to stop blaming NIL for everything. Keep encouraging NIL. Don't blame NIL. Encourage NIL.
2: So what's – back to the NIL structure. What's stopping the NCAA from saying, all right, you can pay us and we will distribute this money to every Division I athlete. Great idea, Jacob. Equally. Great
0: idea.
1: Which but the only is issue with wrong that is, on so many levels. The only issue with that is, like, all right, here's how much money you all are getting. Enjoy it. You love it. You're still going to get so much under the table stuff.
0: Well, and it's the NCAA is not competent enough to do that
2: anyways. It's yeah. not even that. It's like, why does I don't even know, a walk-on at Kentucky get the same amount of money as Barry Brown? But if it's happening all over the NCAA, then you can't complain. Yeah. And none of this stuff that's issues right now would be happening, in my opinion.
1: And the crazy thing about all this is even if you did go to, like, a salary cap, which I do think we're probably going to head towards, maybe not in the next two to five years, but somewhere, where it's like, hey, each SEC team... You guys – I don't even know what the number would be at this point. You guys have $15 million to pass around your teams, and we need a breakdown of who's getting what in this. If they have their – if they have their – that that's probably what it's going to come down to. At some point, I think, in college athletics, you'll have salary caps of you have X amount of money to give to the players. Maybe it's part of TV revenue sharing because I think that's going to be a thing in the future where – You're going to get these TV deals and colleges and universities after much. uh, They're not going to be thrilled that they're doing this, but they're going to put on a brave face and say the right things. we got to give some of this to our players. And I think what you're going to end up having, you're going to have each conference say, hey, here's our salary cap allotment per team. I guess if you couldn't meet it, you couldn't meet it, but I think most probably would because it would be coming from some TV money. And divvy it up amongst your team and players as you see fit. If you want to go in on a $15 million quarterback and have nothing else to give everybody else, go crazy. If you want to divvy it, you know, I don't, I'm just pulling numbers out of my butt, so please don't hold me to these numbers, but just for a thought experiment. If you want to divvy it up and make a really consistent roster, you could do that. And then what they need to do is just say, if a business, a certified business, wants you on top of that, just like professional athletes, if you want to do Subway commercials, then go ahead and do that. And if schools have better offerings for their businesses to incorporate you, then that's a better sell for those places. And that needs to be probably somewhat the future of college athletics. And a lot of places are already doing that. You come here, we've got partnerships with all these different brands and companies, and you're going to be rolling in it. But I do think at some point, you're probably going to get to a quote unquote salary cap. The only issue is, even if you do a salary cap, the business aspect of it, are collective still considered businesses and then you're right back almost to square one but at least and maybe if you had tv money coming into the fold the average fan wouldn't feel so squeezed to have to give 25 bucks a month when they're already paying 500 a year for season tickets
2: and that that's it's another tough spot that's another thing with how the structure is right now you so say you're right about that they're saying all right 15 million a team and you can divvy, divvy it up how you want so we get a big a big guy coming in and we're like all right we can give you five hundred thousand dollars but we can promise you a Porsche in place of another hundred thousand dollars or so yeah I'm I'm for that <clears throat> I mean it just makes sense to have your if if it's on the fans now it's on the community which is the businesses at, at that point. And I'm not
1: trying to make this like a sour grape sort of deal. This is UK's first big transfer loss in the transfer portal era. Jeff Bidette was not a transfer portal era. He was a grad transfer guy. This was before even all this craziness. But if you want to count him, then two. Kentucky's gained a lot more out of the transfer portal than it's lost, and we never sit here and cry when you stole Devin Leary from NC State. I'm not sitting here and crying and blaming the system, I'm sitting here and more talking about the coaches that are so quick to blame the system when things don't go right for UK, whether it's with recruiting or in this instance a player leaving and going to the transfer portal. Because I, I don't think the answer is to just keep going to the pockets of UK fans and trying to get every shake them down for all you all they're worth. I don't think that's the answer, and I don't think it's sustainable long term. But until the between, but but until NCAA or. Some the SEC, a governing body, until there's some leadership that takes over, it's probably what we're probably where we're at, unfortunately. But I have noticed that like no team has really climbed up the ladder during all this. Water has found its level before the NIL, before the transfer portal. Look at the dominant teams in college football. Look at them now. Same, pretty similar, right? Like has anybody really climbed up the ladder in a big way? The haves have, the have-nots do not, and Kentucky's somewhere in the middle trying to gain more ground and more traction. Not in that top tier of the SEC, but not in the bottom tier either.
0: I don't know. Kansas won six games this year, so you could argue it helped them.
1: And TCU's in the college football <laughs> playoff, but it's not like you look at those places and nil is why they're thriving. So no. I think this is probably just the cost of business is my overall too-long-didn't-listen take. It's going to keep happening. UK is going to be able to have money to throw around and get some big names. And then every so often, you're going to have players that are important players probably slip through the cracks thinking, I I can be valued higher elsewhere. And that's just going to be showbiz, baby. That's just going to be the way that it's going to go until we get some regulation, some leadership, some rules. And until then... Such is life. All right, let's get on to the next text. Hey, fellas, Brad from... I bet we had to spend some time on that. That was big news yesterday. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. I think Salsarita is missing out on a huge nil opportunity with the basket Cats. Yeah, I should have saved the Salsarita's ad for this. <laughs> they need to challenge the Quesarito in the queson rito. <laughs> Brad, how stoned were you during this text message? I like it, though. They need to make a loaded nachos called the nachos with all the toppings. They need to rename their hottest hot sauce to severely hot sauce. And they need to rename their sour cream to sour cream to show the love on the walk to the walk-on walk-ins. And then next year, they can replace the quesadilla with the quesadilly. Boom, 10% of the proceeds go to Brad from Bellbrook for the idea to help TJ's favorite Mexican. Who says no? I love Brad, it. Brad, that's wow. amazing. That's oh. incredible. I'm a fan of a good pun. Those are creative. Those are fun. And I like the way you're thinking.
0: Loaded nachos <laughs> with all the toppings. <laughs> Case <of Dilly>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, when I go to a certain sub place, I, my order is a chicken teriyaki. <laughs> Everybody always gets a little ha- half-hearted laugh out of that. Thank you, boys, for that a texture says i think scoots i thank scoots for god awful okay typos on this i don't know if they mean think or thank they wrote think think it is think i think for scoots god awful take on november okay gotcha he should have to do a dry november in 2023 not dry from the booze but dry from sports since he hates college football and everyone else at the beginning of their seasons he should do fine it'd be great content to have you guys talking all the sports and scoots not having a clue what you guys were talking about Long text over. Suck it, boys. I wasn't that long of a text. Texter, thank you for texting in, though. I just
0: don't know how good a radio that would make.
1: It would kind (laughs) of. I mean, it would probably be good radio for, like, a couple days. And then, like, occasionally there would be just something insane in sports and you just have to, like, listen to us. (laughs) But there's no way you could do it. No way. I mean, between at the hotel, TVs being on in the background, between you scrolling on social media or your phone, there's no way. But I do like where your mind's at. Because you're putting you're having Scoots have to admit that November's better than he's letting on.
0: November's worse than August. It's a that, big one. It's a horrible take. I, I mean, won't come at, off that.
1: Well, you need to. And um, for we're gonna Jacob and I are just gonna have to beat you up.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jacob, worst month. Not August. <laughs> mm, um, mm, debatable. August sucks. I mean, it's not great. I don't really like April? We, no, I do. Uh, yeah, I don't really like April. April's bad what? take. April's really like April is great. It's rainy. <laughs> Best and, weather in and, and the college year. College basketball just ended.
1: April does is kind of your sports <clears> sobering <throat> month where it's like, oh man, yeah. Like we're, now we gotta wait another five months before football starts, seven months before basketball really gets going. But the weather, you like, you get your rejuvenation of weather. And then you start to get into derby season, which is easily the best time to be living in Louisville is around derby season. You get back, like that's when you can start hitting the the links much more frequently. I feel like March is good for weather on the come up. Weather's but March is great. Anybody that March is probably top three month. You can make a case for number one. I have, I used to have March number one. October's pretty sweet though. My birth month. It's a great month. Same. Nice. My daughter's birth month. Shout out to Lucy. 15 months old today.
0: That was wild. Woo! She's the best.
1: A texter says regarding the Justin Rogers situation, and this was my biggest fear when NIL was being discussed. Teammates being upset at another teammate for getting more money, so they leave for no other reason. Rogers mad because Walker is a stud D lineman who's getting more NIL money. I personally don't care, but this was my concern. So we lose a two year starter on the D line because NIL in Kentucky simply don't doesn't have the donors to help them compete against other schools. It does suck, and I don't doubt for a second that, like, UK football staff probably had to go to some of those donors and just be like, is there anything left in the tank here? We really want to keep this guy. He's asking for this. Can we do it? And they had to come back and say no, which does suck. But I also think it was probably a little, like, can we afford to lose him versus the money pool that we have? And they had to make some tough decisions on that instance. But Texter, I don't doubt for a second that Rodgers was probably a little upset that Walker was getting X amount of dollars and he wasn't. In another situation in this, and I'm not going to complain about this, but it's a reality, It does just it, it is tough for the staffs to swallow. They worked Justin Rodgers' tail off. They put in so much hours – so many hours to make that dude the football player that he is. He did have a nice season this past season. Walker got more of the love, and understandably so, and rightfully so. But Rodgers was really good this year. And next year was supposed to just be, between Rodgers and Walker, good night to opposing offensive lines. And that sucks. UK was expecting that, the big breakout year next year. And you're not going to get it. He's going to go elsewhere, and another school is going to benefit from that. So what does UK need to do? Got to go do the same to somebody else. You got to go steal somebody else's best player. You got to go or a breakout player, a player that's about ready to have a big year. And Rogers was making money at UK. Does UK get to keep Chewy as dog? Do we know that? What's the Chewy Justin Rogers well, like? Because Chewy has some nil deals in Lexington, and if I'm a business in Lexington that signed Chewy on, I that contract is ironclad. That little dog is not getting out of it. So, Justin, you can pack your brags and hit the road, but Chewy stay and put. <laughs> you might have to buy out Chewy. Keep Chewy home. Keep <laughs> Chewy home. Chewy is Justin Rogers' dog that he is obsessed
0: uh,
2: with. Dog debate. Davion Mintz or Justin Rogers? Davion Mintz. Go. Easy. For Easy. sure. Easy.
0: Yeah. What kind of dogs are they?
2: Davion's is a pit bull.
1: And I think Chewy is like a bulldog.
0: Like one of those fat ones? Like a Georgia bulldog?
1: I think it's got like the stupid face. No offense to the Bulldogs. The, the dog mm. that
2: ran into a wall.
0: I'd have to go Chewy. Big Bulldog guy. There's crunchy faces. Of course you
2: are, Scoots. We've, we've talked about the, the, the
1: Bulldogs with Scoots before. They have breathing problems.
0: No, you're thinking of uh, pugs. Oh, yeah. Those I do not like. Oh, maybe Chewy's a pug. Mm, then Chewy can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Chewy is a Bulldog.
1: He's a Bulldog.
0: Okay. Give me two. People here.
1: forget Jeremiah was a bullfrog.
2: <laughs> bullfrog? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, to... he was a good friend of mine.
1: <laughs> Let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line. Uh, we have not gotten into the text from the game last night. We haven't even gotten into the text from, uh, from today, certainly not today. Well, we'll do our best. We'll be back. We're having fun. This is Kentucky Roll Call and Big X Sports Radio. She was just walking down the street singing. singing <muching> Snapping her fingers and shuffling her feet singing. <muching> she looked good. She looked fine. She looked good. She
2: looked fine. And I nearly lost my wow, mind. Before I knew it. She was walking next to Welcome me. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. One final segment. TJ Walker.
1: Justin Kalen and intern Jacob, Nick Roush, out today. But uh, hopefully we'll get him back sooner rather than later. Been a fun show having intern Jacob back in the fold. And uh, he may be hanging out more often. I don't know if it's going to be an everyday thing. He's just, you can come as you please. We'll see. Come in as you please. I'm a mystery man.
0: Always great having Scooter here. That's right. And Scoot's going to tell Come you up.
1: a little bit about Shady Rays.
0: Yeah, Shady Rays, it's a Kentucky-based company. If you go to their website, ShadyRays.com, you can use the promo code Big X get 25% off. They've got all kinds of sunglasses. TJ even bought him a pair of ski masks to take out West when he goes well, later goggles, this ski, year. Ski goggles. S- ski goggles, whatever. Yeah. Ski goggles. That's what they call them. But anyways, I'm not a skier, so I don't know. But I know that I know Shady Ray sells them. I know they sell the blue glasses if you're staring at a computer screen all day. And each pair you buy feeds ten hungry Americans, right? Yes. Use code
2: big X. Big X. There you go.
1: Twenty five percent off. We love Shady Rays. You'll look good. You're styling. Scoots has just been thrilled with the weather lately, and uh,
0: hopefully, you've been wearing your Shady Rays. I still haven't got them back from my buddy, so okay. I'm struggling. You got your Christmas struggle.
1: present for me today.
0: I did, yeah. Thank you so much. Twelve bright yellow golf balls that I can lose in four rounds. I'm hoping you hit a hole-in-one with one of those balls. Oh, games. dude, I would owe you so much money.
1: I don't think that's how that works, but <laughs> sure, I'll take all your money. I would. I would owe you
0: so many drinks.
1: I would love to have, have some money from you. <laughs> um, everybody that I've given golf balls to have thought that they are re-gifts. So that's nice of you not to say, this Is this a regift?
0: Uh, if it is a re gift if it is a regift, that's the best regift that you Let's could see, have given. Scoot, me.
1: You're a good guy. My brother, brother in law, other folks, they're just such golf ball snobs that they saw yellow tailor maids and they were like, This had to be
0: a re gift. So uh,
1: first off, I like colored golf balls every now and then. Yellow, I think, is sometimes easier to see in the right situation. That's all I use. And secondly, taylormades i have probably my favorite golf ball besides Titleist.
0: Well, you tell your family if they don't want their yellow golf balls Gives that you re-gifted, send them I my way. Okay,
1: didn't re-gift them, but <laughs> you, got, you, you got it. Uh, now these these Strixons that I have here are a re-gift, uh, but if but I'll but these were for Roush. I was giving Roush the re-gifts. Roush doesn't need a good golf ball. He doesn't need a good golf ball at all.
2: Don't okay. hate on the Strixon. What's that? I said
1: don't hate on the Strixon. I'm not hating on it. I'm I'm not picky with golf balls. Trust me, I can lose good golf balls just as ba- as easily as I can lose <laughs> bad golf balls. I uh, do it all the time. All right, let's finish up this text line or just try to roll through it as much as we can. Uh, you boys feel free to weigh in on anything you hear, anything you see. A texter says, Cal basically said pregame, I'm going to play my best players and folks were outraged. I didn't see the outrage, but I think I'm doing a better job, texter, of kind of like muting and getting rid of just like the miserable doom and gloomer accounts. And I do think it's probably a little too early to be asking three players on your team to play 40 minutes a night. That being said, who is getting outraged over UK playing its best players? I do think you need to rotate some guys in. Uh, Intern Jacob had some really good points about Aduthi Arrow today, and I'd agree with most of those. I think he should get minutes when I still think Reeves needs to have his opportunities, and I want CJ getting in the fold when he gets back. But... Yeah, who's getting mad about the best players getting the most minutes? How
0: dare my coach play his best players?
1: <laughs> this is from Robert. Hey, Robert, hope you're doing well, buddy. Happy New Year. How many takes do we think it took Jimmy to get that strike? I'll set it at nine and a half. He says he was a one-take one. wonder.
0: Yeah, you didn't hear him? Yeah, he said it one time.
1: BS. By the way, <laughs> that was where I broke up a fight last uh, spring, right? In, actually, like right in that literal area. I think that was at the main Lex event. Lex Live? Lex Live, right across from Rupp, right? Yeah, it looked like that exact spot. You could probably see, find some blood on the ground. What a hero! Yeah, thank you. I just not I the it. hero they wanted. It's the hero he got. I do it for the kids. As glasses were just flying near my head, <laughs> uh, that was a really stupid move by my part. I'm a father after all. Robert also says. Nick, if you were quicker to draw, I could have given you those Titans-Cowboys tickets. Also, I wouldn't say the Titans are sitting everyone, but more accurately, they're just very injured, having placed over 40 different players on the IR this year, with 20 players currently on that list. That is wild. That is insane. I mean, the Titans still stink, even if they're healthy. But... Yeah, those
0: stats they gave on Thursday for that Cowboys game, of like the injured players that the Titans have had this year, they were first in the league by a long shot.
1: I mean, that's part of the game, and it just always sucks when it's your team. And UK fans can relate to obnoxious, annoying injuries in both sports, really. A texture says, I personally feel bad for Doug Shaws. Only someone with a tiny... Okay. <laughs> Only someone like that constantly goes out of their way to put themselves in the spotlight. <laughs> I just wish he would come out and be like, yeah, it was a horrible call. I don't know what I saw. I think I meant to call it on Collins. I, just, I wish – wouldn't we all just be so much more understanding with some accountability and, like, yeah. Refs just seem so untouchable that it just makes you want to, like, really bash them when they mess up because they think they're so good and they're so animated and they're so passionate. It goes such a long way. I think referees, after every single sporting event, need to allow for a pool reporter – and a pool reporter means they don't have to answer to every media member, but the media gets to pick one guy or gal to go talk to the official. You know, sometimes they'll only allow three questions, five questions. It doesn't need usually to be more than three anyways. After every game, the head official needs to be made available to, the, to whoever the reporter is pooled, and then boom. It would make things so much better for sports all around.
0: Well, and they're they're one of the only professions that doesn't have to do that. You think of any job across the country, <laughs> so true. if you make a mistake, you have to explain to somebody why you made that mistake or what you were thinking in that moment. Yeah, refs should have to do the same. And what they would tell you is they do answer. They
1: get graded. They have to answer. But we do we ever hear any of that yeah. crap? I was going to say another word. I get worked up about officials. <laughs> a texter says, this is assume, And it was the Rich Brooks tweet. Uh, Rich Brooks, I... We all need to just make sure that we're having fun with Rich Brooks on Twitter. Don't be too, like, and nobody's mean to Rich Brooks, but don't make fun of him for his typos too much. Otherwise, we could scare him away. We don't want to scare the little guy away. We love Rich Brooks on Twitter.
0: What was he trying to say there? He was trying to say awesome. Uh, this is awesome. Now we're close.
1: Who is Rich Brooks? What? What?
0: Are you serious? No, just stop. Just yeah. Stop.
1: Just stop. Just everybody, we're moving past it.
2: Oh my God! It. Text who's, line
0: tomorrow is going to be out of control. Who's Rich
2: Brooks? <laughs> oh my God! Why is that he's, so outlandish for me to say?
1: <laughs> he was referencing, I think Georgia named a plane or something after Delta commemorated a plane of Coach Dooley, which is awesome. And assume then coach then Coach Brooks like went on this weird thing where he was thanking or like congratulating Coach Stoops for the LSU win. Did you see that?
0: I didn't. Do you no. follow
1: him? He's worth a follow.
0: Need to follow him.
1: Intern Jacob, Rich Brooks was U.K.'s football coach for many, many years.
0: Before Stoops. I'm
1: 22 years old. Who do you think was the coach when U.K. beat number 1 LSU in 2007?
2: I was 7 years old. I didn't give a hoot about Kentucky football. Who coached coached Randall Cobb?
0: Uh, I don't know. How are you a Kentucky fan and you've just never heard that name? I I don't know all the old Indiana coaches, but I've heard their names before, and I know they coached at Indiana.
2: That's really bad, Intern terms that is I love really that. bad. You're the man. That's really why, bad. Why is that so bad for me to say? I'm because I'm he was 22 years old. Because who was the coach before Stoops? I don't. I couldn't tell you. That's bad. Joker Phillips.
1: Yeah, I did know that. I did know. Okay, that. Okay, and Joker Phillips was the offensive coordinator for Rich Brooks. And See, they named I, him head coach in waiting. It was a disaster. Rich Brooks left UK because UK wouldn't promise facilities and money into the football program, and he said, "I'm too old for this crap." So I'm leaving. I'm going to go plant some tomatoes and play some golf. Rich Brooks is the man in turn, Jacob. I can't
0: believe this. How long did he coach at Kentucky?
1: Mm, Seven
0: years.
2: Yeah. So a good chunk of time. Yeah. So in 2007, he... Maybe six. He quit in 2007? No, no, no. He quit. uh, His last year was like 09. Okay. So he coached for seven years? six somewhere in that so he started when i was two years old how am i supposed to know that that hire is being made tj but
1: it's not so well again i'm not saying that when you were two years old you should have been reading the courier saying they're hiring (laughs) who he was there from 03 to 09 but i would think that it was like all right mark stoops took over a bad program why was it a bad program joker phillips let it go to waste what was it like before you never wondered what it was like before joker
2: I I don't even wonder I don't want to know what it was like before Stoops I like what it is right now. <laughs>
1: I like Fair that. point. And then Rich Rooks was uh, he hadn't been coaching for like ten years when UK hired him, but he was a, a legendary coach at Oregon that had been there forever, and that was back in the day where you could be really bad for a long time because he had a lot of really bad seasons at Oregon. Different times though uh yeah here's the tweet he said nice win by the cats over lsu close it out after losing a 10-point lead finish strong congrats to coach stoops and the bbn close game to make free throws nice job by Toppin. coach cal and coach stoops both get my congrats i think he accidentally just said coach stoops instead of coach Cal, but he's the man definitely worth a follow is he is he old he, old? he is a very old man yeah uh, he's got a daughter that's a rapper too, a really raunchy rapper, wow. uh which is kind of weird. You wouldn't think that for Rich Brooks. I, that, everybody I just if you have the retirement of Rich Brooks, you lived an amazing life. All he does is fish, plant tomatoes, and play golf every day. <laughs> what's his what's
2: his daughter's rapper name? Forget. Is it um, Lil so, Brooks?
1: So, no. <laughs> A little Richie, uh, no, somebody will text in though. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. But we won't get to it till like Friday at this rate. I'm pretty sure if there were a metric for most banked in threes against Kentucky would ha- or Kentucky would have the most banked in against them. That one was so bad yesterday. A whole different offense in the first half versus the second half. I don't agree with that. I and even when. Here's the way I break it down. Offense in the first half, I thought was good. All you could ask for. Second half, good. All you could ask for for 10 minutes. Then from 10 minutes to five minutes, I thought the offense was fine. They just started missing some shots. And then the final five minutes was dreadful. Throw that in the garbage, never bring it back again. Although that's kind of how Cal likes to grind down wins, which is disgusting from time to time. But the final five minutes, they stopped passing. They started to pass up shots, and you cannot do that. Close out games, be the aggressor. Be in the attack
0: mode. It's basically what the next texter said. He said, Cal coached one of his best games this season until the last eight minutes or so. Geez, what an abysmal offensive stretch. Defense, not much better.
1: Yeah, I mostly agree. I thought Cal actually coached a really good game until they went into stall ball mode. But even coming out of that timeout, they had the alley-oop to top in. I thought... I think Cal is kind of coaching his butt off this year. We've got issues with lineups. We've got issues with, like, why is Antonio Reeves at the level that he's at. But in terms of X's and O's on the coach, trying to get the most out of the players, I think he's doing a good job. I wish I knew the dirt on my boss that Doug Shouse knows on whoever assigns referees to NCAA basketball games. I also they just think it's wild that you could have officials, like, call the same games for 25 years. Humans are incredibly flawed creatures. We have biases. We hold grudges. We get angry. We get mad. And I'm not saying that that's why officiating is what it is because there's these inherent biases. But, like, over the course of 20 years, don't you think you'd be like, all right, Doug, we're— You're going to be doing some Pac-12 games now, and we're going to be getting some new people in here for the SEC games. Nope, it's just you're going to be doing coaches until they die. It's weird. Eight minutes left, and we're up eight. Best we've looked all season, but man, our guys look gas. I know Cal City is tight in the lineup, but needs to give some of the guys a break. And also, you do have to credit LSU or you have to credit a higher power because they just had shots falling. Like shots that shouldn't have been falling were falling. Good defense from UK, hand out on guys, and shots just were going in. I think the law of averages kind of worked out well for yesterday's game, if we're being honest, because LSU did missed some wide-open shots in the first half. Now, then, they just started hitting all crazy, nonsense shots in the second half, so it probably ended up being even in that regard, but for as frustrating as the last few minutes of the game were, got to give some credit to LSU as much as we don't like to do that. Awesome. Their center just banked it in from the side to cut it to two points. They have hit several lucky shots. 8-0 run by LSU. This is why we can't have anything nice. Cats still found a way to win, though. I think there's something encouraging about this from last night. I love Oscar, but he has to bring his hands down when he go when he's going to box out. This happens like once every game where he throw punches someone and they have to go to the monitor. <laughs> Stop going to the monitor. I'm so sick of the monitor. There's actually .1 more seconds back on the clock. Let's give both teams a free timeout. Hate it. That being said, yes, Texas, you're right about Oscar's hands. Get him down, baby. Is Cal over here drawing up plays? My man out here coaching tonight, LOL. Good. Glad that people are noticing. I mean, we can, and also I think Cal's done a good job, and Jack Pilgrim's been all over this, but I think he's done a good job in press conferences. I still wouldn't get too caught up in words that coaches are saying, especially not John Calipari, but he's holding himself accountable. He's taken, I think, a more softer approach. Uh, I think that's a a good way to go. I mean, we can freaking close out games for once. My goodness, make a free throw and don't foul a three-point shooter. So stupid, uh, the fouling the three-point shooter. Oh, yeah silly silly not only a three-point shooter what was that like a 24 and a half footer too. Yeah. like hey livingston get your hand up and don't worry so much about the close out into the dude just hand up if he wants to pull up from that spot if he makes it
2: such, as, it such
1: is life yeah good win team played well not too much to complain about other than making free throws in crunch time lsu made some tough shots and made 11 threes lsu is a tough team they are a tough team that coach has done a really good job down there. I love how so many people are like discrediting LSU as a bad team because they had a roster overhaul. That is college basketball in the transfer portal. Any team can do it. LSU did it, and they did an amazing job of doing it. They brought in really good players. It, it all happened pretty quickly, but that's what it should be. And if I'm a U of L fan, seeing Missouri, seeing LSU, seeing some of these teams, what the hell happened, Kenny? Cal basically said pregame, I'm going to play my best players, and folks are outraged. Reet.
0: Reets in, sorry. Oh, thanks, Scoots.
1: <laughs> Just kidding, buddy. Wallace Free Throw would have put us up 11 and said it never got above 6 the rest of the half. Yeah, it's frustrating, and the crowd was really into it at that point too. Obviously, not great execution down the stretch, but LSU needed a bunch of poop to go their way to be in the game. That's true. By I still way- want UK to be the aggressors though, and not wait for teams, not react to what teams are doing, but instead just bury them. That's what
0: good teams do. We're not there yet. By the way, when Wallace got f- or had that foul called against him, loudest boo I've ever heard on TV. <laughs> It was while. Well, I think people were just confused. But, like, for so and then long. It was
1: outrage. And yeah. then you're right. It went on for a while. I wish I was there uh, for that one. Intern Jacob had tickets last night. And I had an opportunity at tickets last night, but unfortunately had plans and couldn't make it. But I need to get up to Rupp. I'll be there for the Kansas game. Uh, if anybody's got tickets for that one, you go ahead and send them my way. Uh, supposedly it's a tough ticket, I'm told. A texter says, obviously not great. Uh, we read that one. Huge win. Wasn't perfect. The offensive execution was much better. Just couldn't get the shots to fall in the stretch and pass, and to put it past a 10-point lead. But still a gritty win against a top-half SEC team that made 11 threes on your home floor. Yeah, and that that LSU team ain't going anywhere. They'll trip up on the road from time to time. A good team will probably get them in Baton Rouge. But it's not I, – I would rather see Missouri in the SEC tournament than LSU. It may be a hot take, but – uh, I think SEC is just good. Like middle of the pack. Really good. The grinded out with 10 minutes left in the game, crap has to stop. Keep scoring, but we beat a one-loss team, so I'm gonna stay positive. Offense seems to be getting better overall. Overall, they just need to recommit to the defensive end. At the end of the day, just keep winning. I think so much of the frustration with last night was just kind of the grinded out final five minutes. You take if you if those five minutes are even just 85% of the other 30 minutes, 35 minutes, UK probably wins by 12, and it's a we're not sweating it out the way that we did. Let's give Jacob Toppin his due. Depression, anxiety is no joke. Glad to see he's not the only. He was not only able to get it in a better mental state, but he's also stepped back up to being a leader, an important part of this team, even knocking down two huge free throws at the end when nobody has been reliable at the line all year. I hope he's feeling the love from everyone now. Well said, Texter. Couldn't agree more. Those free throws were ginormous. Everybody is just pooing their pants at the line this year for UK, and he went up there like a big boy and did what he was supposed to do, knocked him down, made it look easy. Uh, I'm glad my wife was not recording me during those free throws uh, because I was very animated. 12 minutes left in the second half. Cats are up 10 with our foot on their throats, and we get a turnover, fast break, and Severe throws a horrible lob to Livingston. Turnover. Next possession, we force a miss, and then Severe throws a horrendous pass lob to Toppins overhead. Uh, that Matumbo wouldn't have catched that. Why? That was a really bad stretch. I know exactly what you're talking about, Texter. That's one of those times this team just needs to keep attacking and be better. Like, don't allow those silly mistakes. You could have buried LSU there as well. Need someone some need someone to seriously explain our reasoning for slowing down the game the last five minutes. Played an efficient game, then slowed down to nothing. Uh, well, it's called getting tight.
0: It's called playing would, not to lose.
2: Yeah, we're up six with four minutes to go. Why wouldn't you slow the game down?
1: No, you know you can. Slow it
2: down a little bit, but you need to take your open shot. Got to play to win. I don't well, yeah, you need to take uh, your open shot. I'm sh- not it, saying don't take open shot. You got an open
1: shot with 15 in the shot clock, you got to let it rip. You yeah. don't need to pass it around to wait till five and then get in desperation mode. That's what I would change. I am okay with, with just, not being out of control, but I think there's a fine line between being out of control and playing aggressively. Just not run and gun every possession. Yeah, but they don't really do run and gun hardly ever. In another game where Reeves can't get anything, thankfully Toppin came to play again, or that's another L. That's a good point, too. If Toppin doesn't do what he does, it's probably going to be a loss for the Cats. We looked good for 36 minutes. I saw UK push the tempo when needed. Saw Cal slow down at times and run sets to get players open. The oop to topping was a beautiful play. That being said, what the hell was the last four minutes? Just too much standing. Wheeler dribbling at the top of the key until 10 seconds left on the shot clock. At least give in the damn ball and let him drive to the basket if we're going to revert back to old tendencies at crunch time. Saw so a lot of positives, though. Excited to see what happens Saturday. I agree really wholeheartedly with that text. I do want Kaysen to be more aggressive getting to the rim as is. But, yeah, uh, well said. Step, step forward, but need to figure out the end of the game stuff. Another texter says, another day, another Rose Bowl traditionalist being a crybaby. The Rose Bowl is dead, killed by our winner-take-all culture. Humanity may be up next. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that kind of sums up journalism these days, texter. Uh, where is that from? The San Francisco Chronicle? Sounds about right. Yeah. Kirby says, how are we the same cow villains always relevant? How are the same cow villains always relevant? Doug Shows with an absolute criminal call against Wallace. Kirby's on a string of texts here. Have game in control and extending, but wait. SEC officials begin imposing their will. LSU cuts it to two. Team is learning how to win. Good win. Need another shooter. Reeves and or Frederick need to step up and we can actually be something. Agree wholeheartedly, Kirby. Mm -hmm. Good text all around. Mm -hmm. Maybe one more to wrap up this bad boy weird i was just thinking the refs have done pretty good job of letting the guys play and then doug Shaws had to go ruin everything what on earth did he see on that free throw to call on Kaysen? i love that everybody is all up in arms about that rightfully so uh we'll have to put a pin in the text messages here any last words uh intern jacob hoorah <laughs>
0: Good last words.
1: I want you to do your Rich Brooks homework, all right? And next time, <laughs> whether it's tomorrow, you're welcome to come in any day, buddy. But whether it's tomorrow or whenever it's the next time you come in, uh, we're gonna need a full on book report about Rich Brooks. Is that okay? Describe book report. Oh, another texter. I jump ahead. Said spring golf scramble. Uh, it'd be fun, but it would be fun. You know, I planned the entire one myself the last time, and uh, and and it took some time. So probably not but we'll do the fall one as an annual tradition that makes august a little bit better everybody have a great wednesday we'll be back tomorrow hopefully roush is back always great hearing from intern jacob this is kentucky roll call and big X sports radio tj walker justin Kalen, intern jacob we on, walk, on walk on to my door my door we we'll walk on to my door then we kiss the little mole